All right. Welcome to DC Podcast. This is episode... This is our third episode on the same topic. Yeah. So we're we're talking about abortion. Yeah. Uh, a, a much bigger topic than we probably gave it credit for when, sure. we, when we sat down to think through these issues. Um, but we spent the last two episodes, if you haven't heard those, go back and check them out, uh, talking about what abortion is, fundamentally how we have to think about it as Christians, which is that it is murder. It is mm-hmm. taking the life of another image bearer of God. And really wrestling with and kind of working through all of the fallacious and unscientific arguments that are presented by the pro-abortion camp for why abortion should be legal. Yeah. And uh, it really, as, as complicated as that sounds, because there are so many arguments, it's really a very fundamentally a simple issue. Sure. You, you shouldn't murder human beings without justification. Yeah. And then it all comes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about... Uh, what can Christians do? Yes. So I'm a Christian. Yeah. And I, let's say I have a leaning towards, uh, the pro-life side of this disagreement. So I, I, hope so. I would hope so. Not, not necessarily not true. Necessarily. There are a lot of Christians who are very wishy-washy on this subject. Yeah. And I'd like to talk about that. Sure. But, but let's say that I know I'm pro-life. Yeah. Uh, I'm anti-abortion. Yeah. If you want to be consistent. Uh, what, what can I do individually uh, to have any kind of effect on this issue. Right. And, and it can, it can feel hopeless. Yeah. Right. How long has Roe been law now? 1973. Yeah. So Technic- for- you're going to make me get on my soapbox. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. The Supreme court doesn't make laws. That's anyway, right. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no. Yeah. But I mean, it has been law, yes. right? It's Common been law. legally permissible yes. in the United States for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. It seems as if public opinion on the matter, uh, although it may be shifting more conservative, it seems like we are on the losing end of public opinion. Yeah. Uh, 60 million babies have been killed since. Uh, Governments in general, our government uh, is particularly resilient to change in any direction. And that is a good thing for any number of reasons, but yep. it's bad right now yeah. in this regard. Planned Parenthood is well-funded by our government, but it is probably the strongest political and popular entity that exists out there as far as like lobbying goes. I mean, more powerful than the NRA, and they are gunning yes. for anyone and any organization that would ever stand in the way of abortion. Yes. So with all of that in mind, the question is, then, man, what can I do? Is this, is this just hopeless? And the answer to that is obviously no, it's not hopeless. We believe in a God who puts kings in places and removes them, right? That's right. Um, And he does justice. So we have five things that Christians can do. There's probably more things, and maybe we'll add it, and maybe it'll be a six or seven thing list, but this is kind of just five things that we just thought of here. Yeah. Uh, Number one, be a part of a healthy local church. Now, Russell, you suggested this one for the list, so you take this one away. So if you're part of a healthy local church... And I'm so um, proud of you, by the way. (laughs) Uh, if you need reference on what a healthy local church is, highly recommend you go back and listen to some of our podcasts on what is the church, on yeah. church membership. Uh, pick up the little book, What is a Healthy Church by Mark Dever. Yeah. Basically, the things that I am seeing in a church that <coughs> have any impact or bearing on uh, on abortion are sound preaching and teaching of God's word and a community centered around that that's discipling one another uh, causing one another to think about the world and about these issues through the lens of God's word. Yeah. If you have that, then what you're going to have is a whole bunch of people living together in light of the gospel mm-hmm. who should any one of them encounter 
in their lives someone who is considering an abortion. That person is in a really powerful position to be able to influence that woman to yeah. not have an abortion. Let me give you an example of that. My wife gave a woman a ride home from the emergency room about a month ago. Mm -hmm. The woman confessed to my wife that she was considering aborting her baby. My wife's immediate response was, can I adopt your baby? Or can I connect you with somebody else who will adopt your baby? Right now, yeah. she she learned to think that way. Yeah. Right. She 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 was discipled up to think that way. That's that didn't come naturally to her. That's right. We have yeah. another uh, a really faithful brother in our church who has a friend who was in the same situation and thinking through some of the things he had learned uh, through being a member of our church. He was able to communicate to her the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, Please don't kill your child. And, and she listened. Now, that's yeah. that is far more effective than me interacting with somebody who's a stranger on a sidewalk outside of the abortion clinic yeah. 30 seconds before she walks in to kill her right. child. There's and a place for that. There's a place for it. that, but I would much rather catch that person in a real relationship yeah. uh, in the context of a local church. Yeah. And even if I can't help, maybe I'm in a position where I can't adopt mm -hmm. her child. Somebody in my church may be able to, yeah. and we can use those, leverage those relationships to try and help her. So let's be clear. When we say be a part of a healthy local church, that helps you to think well and act well uh, along these lines. We do not mean go to a church where every sermon is a sermon about abortion. If, every lesson is a lesson about abortion. If you were in that church, I'd say that's not a healthy right, local church. Right, because every verse in the Bible isn't about abortion. And if you can make a Bible verse about justification end up back at abortion, you haven't handled the text well. That's right. right. Uh, we experienced that, and you've probably experienced it before, brother, but I experienced it at uh, the Getty Worship Conference. Uh, there were some people outside protesting uh, abortion, and they had pictures of dismembered babies, which I actually approve of. And they were handing out tracts and saying, you know, this is a, a blight on America, and it's it's evil. And I'm like, yes, amen, brother, preach. I'm like, <clears throat> I'm praying for him as I walk by him. And he goes, can I give you some of my literature? And I just tell him, not necessary. I'm with you. I'm on your team, anti-abortion. And he proceeded then to tell me how I, I wasn't really anti-abortion. Yeah. And I asked him, well, why? Well, and he had this kind of list of things, you know, well, do you do this? I said, dude, I go out and protest outside of abortion clinics. He goes, well, how often? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Do you know? Do you remember what they're called? <laughs> Legalists? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but they have a name for their there, ministry. There is, there, there's different groups that I'd say abolish human abortion is one that, okay. that can tend to do that. Yeah. Uh, tend to try and call out other faithful churches yeah. and faithful brothers and sisters in Christ for not doing enough. It's never enough. And and bottom line is that's just not how we as Christians should be handling this issue. No. Uh, it's a confusion of what the mission of the church fundamentally yeah. is. It's a confusion between individual Christian ministries and callings and the church gathered. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as a ministry and calling. And uh and yeah, we're we're largely on the same team. Yeah. Um, with with people who would act that way and it's just totally unnecessary. Yeah. But you bring up a really good point, which is to say that you don't have to go to a abortion church, that that's right. all they do and that's their focus. And, and as a church, you're not even required, I would say, to have an abortion ministry. There may be individual Christians in your church who are called to that, and maybe yeah. they start something together. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would say that's a really good sign sure. yeah. uh, that you're preaching on this at least yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. How does teaching... Uh, and preaching the full counsel of God's word yeah. expositionally 
how does that naturally lead to places where abortion should be mentioned or where we're leading our members to think in such a way that they rightly understand abortion? One way is we pray for it often in uh, our pastoral prayer. So every Sunday, uh, one of our pastors gets up and they, they pray things that the Bible commands us to pray for, workers to the mission field, pray for the persecuted. And we also pray things, we pray for things that only God can do, right? And one of them is to overturn Roe v. Wade. Like it, God's the only one that's going to be able to make that happen. And he can use us, but we're praying impossible prayers. And yeah. so we pray for it, uh, not every Sunday, maybe every fourth, fifth Sunday, but we're, we're trying to regularly keep it before our people in our public prayers. What about uh, teaching on basic biblical truths like the Imago Dei? Sure. Which so, is Latin for... Frosted flakes? That's right. I, get out of my head. <laughs> no, yeah, it's Latin for the image of God, right? Right. So whenever we talk about human beings being created with inherent value, dignity, and worth, we're talking about abortion, yeah. right? Uh, it can be an application point in a sermon. It should not be an application point in every sermon. It shouldn't be an application point in every third sermon. Well, I mean, but there's so many ways that it could be worked in. Sure. The stewardship of the gift of children, uh, yeah. the image of God yeah. that we all bear as his creations, uh, yeah. child sacrifice in the Old Testament. Sure. How does that apply to us today? Yeah. I mean, there's the idolatry of abortion. Yeah. So you're absolutely right yeah. that it shouldn't be every single point of yeah. every single sermon. Um, but if but, you're teaching yeah. and preaching in a healthy expositional way, this is going to be the, on the mind of your congregation. Yeah. In our last members meeting, we talked about different ministry opportunities that I wanted to encourage the individual members of our church to take up if the Lord would perhaps lead them in that direction. And one of them was coming out to protest outside of the abortion clinic or being involved in the pro-life pregnancy center that's located in Decatur. So, uh, that was just like a two minute thing that I could do to remind people like, Hey, don't forget, don't just be a hearer of the word, be a doer here are opportunities for yeah. you. So there are, there are a number of ways in the life of the local church that we can disciple people to think and act well about abortion. Number two, uh, do what you can. And this is connected to number one, mm-hmm. but we need to be a people who promote and create a culture of life. We need to not give any room to people who criticize us as being as only caring about life once uh, until the point that the baby's born right right we need to be people willing to adopt willing to foster willing to serve our communities willing to you know be involved with children and and to care about life Mm -hmm. yeah that that loves life that you know that makes yeah and in the context of the local church is the place where we see the the most weighty and most frequent frequent scriptural commands to care for the poor, care for the least of these. Yeah. Who, when Jesus said that, was talking about his disciples. That's right. Um, so we see the command to bear one another's burdens, mm-hmm. uh, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and as a local church, um, helping the widow, helping the fatherless yeah. amongst yeah. us is the way that we show the world what it looks like to live in light of the gospel. We've been having a, a young lady, we know we've had a young lady visit our church who's got a, a one-year-old baby, not married. And my heart's desire is to, if she ends up joining the church, for the members of our church to love her and help her raise that baby. If an, if she ends up having to do it on her own, you know, to be a family, therefore. I mean, we even have it written into our covenant, Right. Uh, we have it written in really old timey English because we didn't change the language, but we agree as part of our church covenant to help each other raise our children. 
right? So that's part of us creating a culture of life. We have another lady who's been visiting. She has uh, two two children, mm-hmm. uh, recently divorced. Uh, I, I'm fairly certain that she's a Christian and she was in an abusive relationship. She's there with her two sons. They're both teenagers. And when I look at them, I I, I want to serve her and help her raise her sons. You know, I, I, I want to be their spiritual father. Culture of life. Yep. Okay. Number three. Legislative action. Yeah. So... Uh, this is a very... American point on the list. Very American point. We live in a democratic republic where something like this is possible, even if it feels impossible we at can times. Participate in our government. What are some ways that we can do that? Uh, you can write nasty letters to <laughs> nasty grams, nasty grams to your congressman. We can okay. we can uh, make our <coughs> our concerns and our interests known to our representatives. Sure, who should in theory act. Uh, in some way reflecting yeah. the desires of their uh, constituents. Yeah, their intern will throw your letter in the trash <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but if you send enough of them, you might yeah. get put on a list. Sure. But you might also get your concerns known to your representative. Yeah, that's right. I've actually called my local representative here in Huntsville. I've written an email. And yeah. they, the the, uh, the gentleman's no longer a state representative, but he answered the phone. Yeah. And I talked to him in wow. person. Yeah. I was kind of shocked that it worked yeah. that way. But it, it can be done. Yeah, for sure. Um. You can participate in government at any number of different levels, but, uh, you know, uh, you can do things on the city, state, and if you work hard enough and you can stay clean long enough, national level to work to precipitate change. And Uh, and that's important because sometimes we forget that there is any kind of government participation other than voting in presidential elections. Yeah, that's right. So the government has tiers that go all the way down to municipal. Yeah. And you can get involved at that level. Yeah, that's right. So you may not be able to overturn Roe v. Wade, but you may be a judge that doesn't lock up protesters outside of an abortion clinic because they use a megaphone. Uh, We recently saw that. Some people out here were protesting and they ended up being fined and they were facing potential jail time. They went to court and the judge threw it out. Uh, I don't know if that judge was pro-life or not. Hopefully they were just being unbiased. But you get what I'm saying, yeah. right? There's there's other things you can do there. Uh, what else can you do? Vote. Vote. Yeah. Um, so recently in Alabama, we voted, uh, pro-life people, I think, voted yes on Amendment 2, which basically was just a push to work it into the Constitution of Alabama that we're a pro-life state and yeah. that we're not going to spend money on abortions. Look, it was a generic statement that said uh, there's no right to an abortion yeah. and we want to defend the rights uh, basically the right to life of unborn yeah, children. That's right. Yeah. And there's all kinds of little laws like this that have worked well nationally, uh, uh, but on state level, like the law that prevents abortion clinics from opening within so many thousand feet of a school. Right. And, and uh, this would generally be called like the incremental approach yeah. at trying to deal with abortion. Yeah. Uh, it's not the only way. No. There are people who have flat out said that the abortion, the anti-abortion laws that we have in Alabama on the books, mm-hmm. because we do, yeah. should be enforced. Yeah. And we should petition our governor to enforce sure. them. Um, our governor, uh, Kay Ivey, declined to do so. Um, and so some people would say, well, that approach as, you know, as much integrity as it has behind it is not as effective. Sure. I think that's something Christians can debate. Yeah. Yeah. We're free to disagree on that. Um, yeah. But the point is, you can be involved. Yeah, that's right. You can do something. You live in America. If you can take advantage of something, you you should. Yeah. But now when I, I say you should, I don't mean to say that you are in any way guilty or complicit if you don't get involved in the government. Okay. For the sake of life. Right. Um, protest. Protest. Now, this one's controversial. Ooh, protest. So we said before that you and I met 
outside of a abortion clinic. We did on the sidewalk. Yeah. Now we kind of have a, 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 a multi-tiered approach there. And actually we're at 16 minutes. I don't, I think we can get through Let's, okay. let's push. Let's, let's push. Um, so here, here's my approach outside of the abortion clinic. I'm doing whatever I can on the way in to get the woman to stop in her tracks and turn around. You've got right? about 30 seconds. Yeah. You got 30 seconds and, and you know, they're sitting in the car usually they're waiting you know they're trying to get up the energy to to get up and to go out and and once that that door cracks open 30 seconds yep. and that can sound like please don't go in there and kill your baby please don't do this it can it can sound like you're gonna hate yourself for the rest of your life you know that what you're doing is wrong it can even look like us trying to talk to the men who we know are forcing the women to be there yep saying anything from hey being a father is amazing don't waste this gift to also don't be a punk right you're you're saying hard true things yeah with the time you have to try and prick the consciences yeah. of these people yeah. to get them just to stop yeah and to think through what they're about to do yeah i mean i've i've, I've said to mothers going in when you come out of there you'll still be a mother yeah and you'll just be the mother of a dead child right and that's, that's right. a hard thing to hear yeah and it's hard on purpose yeah because i don't want that to happen yeah this is the last ditch this is not a conversation i, I wouldn't say these things to a woman that i'm sitting in a room trying to counsel right, right? this is something like oh my god you're about to go and i, I don't mean that to take the lord's name i mean I'm crying out like the psalmist, my God, my God, you're about to go kill a baby. Right. I, what can I do in that 30 seconds to stop you? I'm going to, I'm going to say something severe, yeah. but it's, it's lovingly severe. Um, when the mother comes back out, yeah. um, offering her the hope of the gospel. That's right. The only hope that there is. Yeah. yeah. Distinctly different tone. Distinctly different. Um, yeah. We understand that what you just did will cause you pain. Yeah. You're probably feeling shame. You're yeah. probably feeling confusion. Yeah. Um, there's a reason that if you go look at the Planned Parenthood website, they offer counseling, grief counseling, and emotional support for women who are post-abortive. Yeah. It's because they know they've done something wrong. Yeah. And that's something that woman is going to have to live with. Yeah. And we want to offer her the hope of forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, interestingly, if you want to watch the so the the escorts who are pro-abortion, who are trying to, uh, you know, distract these women from hearing us, trying to yeah. drown out our voices with, with external noise, trying to shield us from being seen with umbrellas. Yeah. If you want to watch these individuals become emotionally irate, uh, irrationally angry, it's not telling these mothers they're about to kill their child. It's offering them forgiveness yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the few times that I've had threats to my life made, it was when I was trying to offer someone the hope of forgiveness in Jesus. Yeah. I had a woman say she's going to shoot me and try to pull out a gun yeah. because I was offering her uh, the gospel. Yeah. And it's it's wrestling with that shame that is so... And you can just see it on them. When they come out physically, emotionally, spiritually, It's it, it comes off of them in waves. They know what they just did. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's painful to watch. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's a, it's a spiritual warfare, yeah. uh, ground zero situation. Um, the, the question of whether or not this is even something that Christians should be doing, uh, I really feel like this should probably be a whole other episode, but let me just say, say this in short. If there was a building down the road from your house where they were killing black people, you know, a hundred a day. Because they're not human, right? Exactly. That's the argument. That's the argument, right? 
you would be out there. You would probably go burn that building down. Yeah. Right. There would uh, be mobs of people with pitchforks and that's right. torches yeah. going to end that practice. That's right. Um, well, that's exactly what's, they're not black people, but they're people, you know, they're, they're human beings that are being killed all day long. So let's pause there. Yeah. Let's talk about the average American evangelical Christian and their flimsy attitude towards yeah. what is murder. Well, we've just got 20 minutes. Let's make it a part four. Let's do it. Come back and do it. All and right. we'll come back and we'll talk about other things that you can do as a Christian. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Yep.